ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zadok Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. And it's even more beautiful if you're in the fantasy playoffs. I hope that's why you're listening. And if not, it's all right because we're going to put you on the right side of some bets in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan975, is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Another Sunday, another time to make some money. You've been hot with your gambling picks. You've got more for the people, I imagine. Let's keep it hot. Let's keep it spicy. Let's keep it rocking with the guy behind the glass rocking it with us from 10 to noon. Hey, it's Aaron Raybould on a special occasion. It's a Fantasy Football Sunday. What's up, Aaron? What's up, boys? It's time to get it rocking, man. It's time to get it rocking. People are going to, they're going to expect something out of us today, right? Because if you woke up today a little palm sweaty, you're thinking, what is going on? Why am I waking up like this? Because it's the fantasy playoffs. It's, It's do or die, as they say. Any move can swing everything. This is the week. Make sure you're on top of everything. We'll have the inactives. We'll check that stuff out around 11 o'clock. Smaller slate, right? We had some Saturday football. I don't know about you. I love Saturday NFL. Yes. More football. Yes. yes. Uh, go ahead and stick Tuesdays, Wednesdays. It, it, it becomes greedy this week. This year is going to set you your mind, right? You're going to always get accustomed to, man, I mean, I don't mind a Tuesday game. What's it to them? But then you don't think about the other guys on the other side on short weeks and travel. It's, we're going to look back at 2020 and, and just laugh at one point. We are. And the wives don't tend to like Saturday football. You know what I mean? The NFL. You know, they're like, man, I have to do this on Sunday, and now you're doing it on Saturday. But you know what? It's only one week. We got Christmas coming up. What a great slate of games. Man, I, my first impression is how good is Josh Allen? I mean, how wow. much of a step yeah. forward has he taken? Go, let's go back to that draft. And we know that maybe he wasn't the best uh, precision passer. Um, there wasn't, I guess, enough big games uh, that he played in. Um, the conference, the the, uh, the the opponents, you know, that he went up against maybe were lackluster. He went under the table. Some said that he, he, he can make throws that no one else in that draft can make as far as deep ones, arm strength. They're right about that. But then they said that at the same time, he wasn't, uh, I guess, the smartest guy from from shoulders going up. But if you see what he has, and I don't know if it's, if it's Brian Dable, I don't know what it is, but he is fantastic right now. And they just, they throw the ball so much. You know, they don't have much of a running game. You know, Singletary got loose when the game was basically over. Uh, Hated that. Yeah, did did you? (laughs) I had fan, I was in the, you know, the single or the two game, the Saturday only slate, in other words. And and I was doing great, man. I was up like 368 bucks on $100 buying. I'm like, could. And then that happens and I went to zero. 
It knocked me Ooh. out of the money and going into the next game. I faded Stefan Diggs for Parker. I mean, for, uh, for uh, yeah, yeah, for Adams, I'm sorry, uh, for Devontae Adams. And then uh, you see how that had worked out. So just, uh, just uh, I guess I'm salty a little bit. No, I get it. That one was, what's tough is, is if you're going up against Josh Allen, like, sorry, because what's so tough about him is if the Bills score a touchdown, he's involved in it. Whether he runs it in or he throws it, pretty much every touchdown Josh Allen racks up. So he, he's a tough guy to go against in fantasy, and he's just getting better. And I think, you know, Stephon Diggs got a little banged up at the end of that game, so that'll inter- be interesting to see if, if he's okay. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead and text us at that same number or find us on Twitch. I know we got a crowd hanging out over there this morning. We've built a nice little fantasy community on Sundays. If you've got any questions you want to get off your chest to the fantasy community, go over to twitch.tv backslash ESPN975 and get on there because we have a full, full show for you going on today with nothing but I'm going to call it action-packed, and I hate to be so cliche, but that's what we have today. I have a few max plays. I know Josh's got some flexi plays. And right now, again, it's fantasy playoffs. This is this is do or die, and a lot of people know where you are by now. For example, if you're going up against one Devontae Adams, you know that he only got 11 points around, depending on your scoring. Yep. There's a kicker that outscored him yesterday, so you might be sitting in good position in that According to your questions today, and make sure that you ask them in the in, in the right way as far as PPR, um, you know, whatever S- STD league, STD <laughs> league. Uh, we want to know if you if if you're STD free. No, just honestly, just make sure that it's we know a four point six point touchdowns on some of these questions because it it all makes the difference. Oh, it makes all the difference. You know, those running quarterbacks. I don't know about you, Jerry, but going forward, I don't know if I want to draft any quarterbacks that can't run a little bit. You know, like they're just. it's a nice floor you have with the guys that run. You know you're going to get four or five points just from them using their legs and then all the touchdowns on top of that. So, you know, going into next season, the Tom Brady's and, you know, those type of passers, I don't know if I want those guys anymore. Speaking of running quarterbacks, and I guess there's a little turmoil going on within an organization, what do you make of the Carson Wentz talk saying that he's not ready to be a backup to a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts. And not that he particularly said Hurts, but he just doesn't feel that he's a guy that should be in a backup role. What do you make of all this? What I'm starting to make is that he's maybe not that great a dude. Maybe he's kind of a problem. You're hearing, right? Yeah, we're hearing that You know, he doesn't want to run certain plays in that offense, and he changes the plays, and he doesn't really want to do a lot of the, the zone read stuff and use his legs. And I get it. He's not quite the same as he was before that injury. He's not quite as fast, I don't think. But I think maybe he's the problem. And it feels like maybe the owner is protecting him a little bit and the coaching staff and a lot of the players. Let's face it, they've been better with other quarterbacks than with him. So now they're saying that it's funny that the offense isn't critiqued to his strengths. And this is all per se um, what people are arguing that make a, a point for him. But then many say at the same time that he got paid prematurely. He yeah. he got paid on a lot of expected of 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 a shortened season that he was in the MVP running, then an, a, a season-ending injury, and on a team that Nick Foles ended up stepping in anyways and taking him to the promised land. He got paid. Foles got shipped. Not to say that that wasn't the right decision, but here we are, and now you have to make a decision. Are you going to go forward with – because Hurts is not – Murray, Kyler Murray, he's not, and I don't want to say Lamar Jackson because that's giving Lamar Jackson a lot of credit as a ball thrower, but I don't even think he's Lamar Jackson. He's 
he's not he doesn't have the extra acceleration that speed that Murray has that goes ahead and puts him that much forward as a, a bulk a ball you know a runner as yeah. a as a passer and runner. Now, yeah, last week he only had one pass over ten yards, and. Look, he ran a 4-5 at the combine, so he does have some speed, but you're right. I think the acceleration from Kyler Murray makes me – I don't think he ran at the combine because he didn't have to. He was, you know, a top number one overall pick. But I'm getting – you know, the rumors were he ran in like the high four threes, and you can see it on the field. Kyler Murray, man, he just takes off. But I don't know what we're going to see from them, and a lot of people are going to be on Hurts this week because he's very cheap in daily fantasy, and – you get that low floor with the rushing yards. You can get 100 yards yeah, easy from him. Yeah, easily. So, and what I really like from him is what he does for the running back. Hey, Miles Sanders, nice to meet you. You know, he finally showed up last week. It, the running backs always benefit when you have a quarterback that can use his legs. And you start reading the locker room, and you, it seems like a lot of guys played harder last week. Yeah. It might be, like you said, it, we they know more than we do inside that locker room. Maybe he's not all that liked. And I know he's supposed to be a good guy in the light or in in front of cameras and I'm yeah. not saying he's not. I don't want to I don't want to throw anything bad on him. I don't know him personally. I'm just saying you just you just saw the team play a little bit different. It was like when that coach gets fired and then the next game everyone's fired up. That's what it was. You saw them on the sidelines having fun. You heard a few of the defensive backs say that he made plays that oh, that he that he made the team feel like it, making winning plays or something to that extent. Well, he's not turning the ball over like Carson was and their defense is not good. You can't put them in that situation. Carson Wentz truthers, though, are going to come back and say, do you not remember the end of last season whenever Carson Wentz had that little four or five game run to the end of the year? Conversely, I'm going to say, yeah, I remember that primetime game against the Giants won, and then he had a few bad matchups in between there. I don't think that's enough to, to say what he got paid, but at the same time, around that same time that he got paid, Golf was getting paid. You know, a lot of teams made moves forward trying to trying to make that, oh, well, this is our guy. Let's let's go ahead and sign him up now on a small sample size and look where you are now. Let me ask you this though. The Eagles took a quarterback in the second round. You know, what what does that tell you? You know, and that's before Wentz was terrible this year. You know, so I mean, something's going on. Something. You know? That's a great point. Something on a team that had multiple holes, right? They they gra- they grab him. And then you think, is there something to this? Almost like whenever Green Bay got love. Right. What is there to this? But then you look at how, how Aaron Rodgers is performing right now, and you say, well, when's, gonna be, when, when's the drop-off for him if we're talking about love sitting a few years? It's not going to be the Mahomes behind Alex Smith remedy. Just boom, sit one year, bam, you're in the next year. Alex Smith gets shipped off even though he had a fantastic year. I don't think that's the case in any of these. God, no. Aaron Rodgers might win MVP. <laughs> you know? So what is love? That's, that's a, a, to me, a boneheaded pick, man, yeah. because you made that pick saying, okay, maybe Rodgers is, is on his a decline now. Let's say the decline even happens in three years, four years, and you don't want a rookie sitting there on that rookie contract sitting eating on the, the rookie contract on the pine. That's the whole point of having a, a quarterback that you can fit in and having them ride on that pine or, or, or playing on a cheaper contract so you can put more money elsewhere. Everyone knows that's the trick. But if he sits three or four years of that and then he comes and now you got to pay him, like you don't even know what you're paying. No, it, it's a tricky situation, but that's what the Packers tend to do, right? We saw it with, with Rodgers and Favre. You know, they've done this before. No receiver help. 
No, I mean, he's turned Tunyon into the number two receiver, essentially, on that team. How long have they been trying to search for a tight end? Yeah, since Jermichael Finley. I mean, it's been a while. All you fantasy heads out there, you know Jermichael Finley, that name. He had that one year, and then the next year you probably drafted him again. You overdrafted him, and then he let you down. But you know for a fact that Rodgers has been looking for him when he got Cook, Jared Cook. You remember that, that the infamous play down the sideline against the Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboy fans just shut off their radio yeah, on they me. Did. They just said, damn it, you just messed up my morning. I don't want to remember that. But, yeah, he's always been looking for a tight end, Jimmy Graham. And it never really worked out with Jimmy Graham. It never really works out with Jimmy ever since the Saints days, right? Yeah. It just He was supposed to be that guy. For a while there, remember, it was him and Gronk. Him and Gronk. That knee injury really has changed the course of his career. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it was. He plays. He's got one speed. You yeah. Know? He, <laughs> Slow. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we got a lot to get to today. We have another matchup for the Texans versus the Colts, something we saw not long ago. I don't know what to think about this game. I told you I've been I've been wrong all the way around them. That's the only game I've gotten right this year with the Texans betting for or against them was against the Colts. Um, I just don't know what to think about the total. That's that. I'm confused. Do we get the game that we saw in the first half with over 40 points, or do we get the game that we saw in the second half with a combined points of a safety? <laughs> I mean, to me, like you know, if Trubisky can do that to your defense, I think Phil Rivers can definitely. That was do a that. nightmare. Yeah, I mean, the first what first play of the game, David Montgomery. We called it on the show. Start David Montgomery, and he busts off an 80-yard touchdown. And, and we talked about Allen Robinson, too. Anybody that's the number one receiver and the running back going against the Texans, start them. And it's just, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but I just, I don't know where, like you heard the defensive coordinator this week, Weaver, go come out and just, you might as well play violin under it. You know what I mean? You might as well play the Titanic music under yes. it. You know, the violin one with the boat's sinking because it's just, we need help. We, they we don't have, have a time. number one corner. Justin Reed's now out. I mean, the one thing I will say on offense is maybe David Johnson gets some more catches this week, you know, now that he's back. And, look, you know, Duke I don't think is going to play. You know, maybe there's something there. Brandon Cooks is back. You know, maybe the offense is a little better. I mean, they were terrible last week. We're going to break that game down from a fantasy perspective, from a gambling perspective. I guess whatever it takes, like the song says, that's what it's going to take. This Sunday, whatever it takes to get you to that fantasy Super Bowl to get you the title, it's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back after this break. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. And you heard what he said. It's Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And this is what I got to say. It's Josh Jordan. It's Aaron Raybould. And it's Jerry Bow knows with a Z. And it's fantasy football playoffs. Some people are in their final, right? You're in your Super Bowl in the two-week Super Bowl. You're a fan yes. of that? I you know, this is the first one I've done like this, and it is kind of cool. It's, it doesn't feel so final. 
You know, if you make one, you know, lineup decision that doesn't go your way, you got time to make up for it. I, I, my opponent had had Waller on Thursday night, so he dropped like 25 points on me. But uh, at the last minute, I started Beasley yesterday, and that worked out. He got about 15 points, so I'm back in it. Nice. Coco yeah. Beasley. Cole Beasley's been sneaky good this year. 713-780-3776. The phone lines are now open, I tell you, and we're going to go right there with Scott. He has a fantasy question. Again, 713-780-3776. Get it off your chest. we got to get you on the right side. What's up, Scott? Hey, man, uh, I'm in a half PPR, and uh, i got to sit either Justin Jefferson, David Montgomery, or James Robinson. What do I do? And I, I, I'm playing Justin Jefferson, and I'm playing James Robinson. He said he could only start one, though? I, I, I think he said he, he had to sit one of them. So I guess oh, sit one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, that's tough. But, yeah, I think I'd sit David Montgomery in, the, in that spot. I would, too. That's exactly the two now. I th- if he, Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to go there. You can't. Again, we always say this. that's the term that with phrase we use here. Don't get too cute. Do not get too cute if Robinson's got you here. Yeah, and, and – He's been really good, and they're back-to-back in the rankings, Robinson and Montgomery, so it's really close. And Jefferson's on a team total of over 29, 30 points. I I don't know how you get away from Jefferson. He's, you know, and it is half-point PPR, he said, so you are getting points, half points for those catches. So, you know, and I know Montgomery's been hot lately. It's it's hard to sit him right now, but James Robinson is, and, and Justin Jefferson, they are why you're in the playoffs. Exactly. You know? Just think of that. Exactly what Josh said right there. They are the reason that you're in the playoffs. Maybe you're saying Montgomery has kept you alive these last few weeks. He's the reason that you might have made it to this week particularly. But if you look at the the whole sample size and you think, man, if I I was to sit Robinson right now after what he did for me, that would be criminal. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's really been the best rookie running back, right? You know, and he was undrafted. That's what's insane. Yeah. But for a while there, we knew that he was the best three-yard runner in the league for a while. You know, if it was a three-yard dash, he was winning every single time. But now, all of a sudden, he's breaking the bigger runs. I don't know if it's something to do with the quarterback change. I'm not sure what it is. We're going to see how they play out that game. I got a few picks for that game itself. But let's first get into this Texans matchup so we can break it down. I know you talked about David Johnson some. What's his, I don't want to say ceiling, I guess, what's, what's his floor? I think the the big thing this week is he should get more catches. You know, it feels like whenever he would play, Duke Johnson would get most of the catches. And we were thinking when they brought David Johnson over that that was one of the big parts of his game that, that you like is, is him as a pass catcher. And they haven't really used him that way very much. So hopefully that's not the case today. They ought to throw him the football today. And let's, let's be real. There's not a lot of great receivers to throw to. Brandon Cooks is going to play, but he's banged up. Kiki QT looks like he'll play, but he's banged up. You know, I, I think this could be a game where you could see some, some check downs. And you just you hope he punches one in for you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's the path to success for the Texans. Because we know, okay, that that defense, for example, four running backs, the Colts defense against running backs, the tenth fewest points, ninth fewest receiving uh, or, or yards to the receiving or, or as at, receiving yards to the running back. Excuse me. And then you know when you got Matt Eberflus, he's held Deshaun to quarterback 14, 13, 17, and sixteen. He's never been a, a QB one for say or marginal eleven. If you got a ten man league, he's never been a QB one. Do you is is he a shoe in start? Do you maybe scale it back a little bit? Cooks is playing, so that makes me feel a lot better. Because we saw last week, Deshaun didn't have anybody to throw to. 
you know, like you can only lose so many players until the you're just not a good offense anymore. So he's I I feel meh about Deshaun this week. How about that? I think if DeForest Buckner doesn't play, that's a big deal, especially for the running game. That 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 that'll be a make a big difference for the Texans. I think they'll be able to run the ball better. But the the interior of the Texans' offensive line is not good. It, it's just not. I don't even you know. It's nice that DeForest Buckner doesn't play, but I don't even know if it'll make. Even if he doesn't play, will they be able to you know run up the middle? They haven't really been able to do that all year. Which receiver will it be today? Is it more of a Brandon Cooks game or is it a Kiki QT? Because he know he's known to bust up Everfluss's zone type defense if we look back to that week 13 he had eight for 141 but then you got to look back to let's talk about that january 2019 loss he was the guy that game he had 11 for 110 and a touch and then if you go back to whenever he before before he went to the doghouse in 2018 and week four he also had 11 for 109 he so kills the colts he kills the colts him him and hilton they're gonna go back they're, they're looking at each other right now like the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, they're, they're walking by each other in the locker room right now dressed as death. <laughs> they are. No, that's a good point. Some teams just, you play better against certain teams, and that's been the case with T.Y. and with Kiki. I mean, for me, look, it's the playoffs, so I'm going to try and pick the safest thing. So I think I'd probably go with Brandon Cooks, but I can't hurt, you know, I can't fault anybody for going with the trend with Kiki QT. I just... He, he does get dinged up a lot, you know, and, and we talked about this before the show started. I hate dealing with players at the end of the year when they're not playing for anything. So when they get dinged up in games, they're less likely to push through injuries if they know they're out of the playoffs and it doesn't matter. What's the mentality for Kiki, though, in, uh, using that theory? Do you think that he believes that he's already solidified, shown in these few games, hey, I'm worth keeping going forward, think about me, or do you think he's – on the other hand, saying this is my chance to make sure that I solidify my spot going forward. What do you think? I think he's definitely still trying to prove it. But look at this roster. I mean, they don't have any wide receivers, really. You know, like Brandon Cooks, he, what did he do? He got hurt. What was the worry about him when you brought him over? He gets hurt. You know, I know he's going to play this week, but Will Fuller, what does he do? He gets hurt. He's out for the year. The Kenny Stills, they cut him. You know, there's not a lot of talent on this you know, wide receiver uh, group. It's just not. What do you think, Aaron? Are you a fan of Kiki um, going forward? Not just this year, but do you, I mean, obviously, if you could keep him for cheap and whatnot, have him in your plans, but do you think he should be a focal point going forward? I don't think he should be a focal point, but if you can keep him on the cheap and use him as maybe a fourth wide receiver, something that, you know, hey, get out there, do like this guy just stung his finger. Broke a finger, catching it wrong. Get your ass out there right now and go make something happen. We need six yards. Go out there and do it. I think that could happen. I, I'm i not going to lie. Bill O'Brien had it out for him, and I don't know. I feel like maybe five, six years ago, he probably said something to Kiki walking off the practice field heading into the film room about something, and Kiki was like, you know what, F off. Mm-hmm. And that pissed him off enough to go, you know what, You'll ne- I'll keep you here, but you're just going to sit on a bench the whole time. I feel like that happened, but... It, the last few games, watching his ball security issues, I don't know how much I trust him to actually step up and be something you can script plays around. Yeah, and that goes back a while, the ball security. I mean, that that's that might have been part of the reason he was in the doghouse with O'Brien, too. Is, yeah. You know, he will fumble. And that's the thing. So when I say focal point, I know he'll never be a one. 
So maybe some are trying to pencil him as a two or, you know, you know, a slot guy is, is yeah. pivotal in today's NFL. But if we're not even thinking one or two, obviously not one, not two or three as a four, man, now you're now you're really reaching because you're you you never have a true one. That was the problem going, coming into this year. You had a guy. Brandon what? They, they signed Randall Cobb. There is your true one right there, Jerry. What are you talking about? Man. And he's been great, right? Just healthy and a great addition to the team. <laughs> that $27 million leaves know, a bad man. taste in my mouth like no other, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They don't have anything at wide receiver. No, they got Jordan Akins, and oh. he was blinded by the light last week. <laughs> we talked about that, too. We're like, he should have an opportunity and hit him right in the hand. Blinded by <laughs> the light. That's exactly what happened to this man. A, th- a three-yard, I don't even know what to call it. Just a, you have to catch that an ball. easy touchdown, and he just dropped it. Easy. My son was pissed. I bet. I bet. And that's why I don't like trusting the Texans. They just they feel snake bit this year. You know, like whatever will go can go wrong will go wrong. It feels like with the Texans. We got to get Romeo out of here, though. Yeah. Like I don't need him anywhere close to this. And I don't know what he's doing with Watson. The only reason to risk Watson at this point is to 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 beef up maybe your record a little bit to be able to come to the table or later on to another team saying, well, he had an interim little coaching job and. And he did all right. Maybe let's try him. I don't know what he's doing, but if if Watson goes down in any of these, I mean, we're sitting. We're, meet me at NRG. Yeah, it, Tunsil and Watson are the guys I'm watching. Like, you just don't want to go into next year without those guys being healthy. Well, we are up against another break. When we come back, we're going to get into all these games. Josh is going to get flexy at 11. He's going to show you why his sex is on fire here on ESPN 97.5. This is Heisman's Trophy winner and College Hall of Fame, Billy Sims. And you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We are excited to get you some plays this week, make you a little cash, win your fantasy league, and how about win some money on some player props, Jerry? And there's only one place to go do that, right? It's my bookie, guys. Get over to my bookie. They still have that promotion going on right now at my bookie where they will match your deposit. So you got NBA coming up. You still got plenty of football left. You got more college football coming too. This is a great time to go create your account at my bookie. You're going to want to use the promo code radio. And then when you put in your deposit, you put in a hundred bucks, you put in 200 bucks, they will match it. I mean, think about that. You put in 200, they put in 200. You have a $400 bankroll to hit this week's slate of games. I feel like we're, we're more confident right now, Jerry, because We've seen most of the season play out. We got a good feel for what these teams are and how they match up against the rest of the league. So it's a perfect time to get over my bookie. It's mybookie.ag. You're going to put in promo code radio. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your laptop. It's easy. And one of my favorite things about my bookie is the in-game betting. You can get a real feel for how the game's going to play out. Like the Bills game yesterday, it was pretty obvious they were just going to run over the Broncos. It, you know, it started that way and it ended that way. So when you get a read on a game like that, you get on my bookie, you pull out your phone, you get a bet in, 
Boom, you make money. And the best thing about my bookie is you're not gambling on the gambling, right? You bet, you win, they pay. Whenever you win, they are going to pay you out. That's one of the best things about my bookie, guys. So get over there, mybookie.ag, promo code radio. Get your account started today. It's simple, guys. You bet, you win, they pay. It's my bookie. And let's talk about the uh, total from that game from my bookie. Do you have any kind of lean uh, total or the spread wise? Seven points. Some places are fluctuated seven, seven and a half. We're going to use seven for right now. Um, do you have any read as far as this game? Because you've been on on the Texans game. I, I I defer to you as far as Texans games because I've got I'm probably one for six on those games. I was on the on the Browns whenever old boy ran out on the two yard line. I mean I've been on just bad as far as Texans games. What do you think? I I would lean towards them covering. You know, I'm seeing it at seven I'm right now. I'm surprised you said that. And you were on the Colts heavy on the first one. Yes. What do you like about that the number? Because I believe that first one was at three and a half, three. Yeah, and, and I got lucky on that cover because, you know, the Texans fumbled right there when they were about to score a touchdown. I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really got lucky that, that I, they covered in that situation. For me, what I saw last week from Mitchell Trubisky, what he did to the Texans' defense – what do you think Phil Rivers is going to do to the Texans' defense? I mean, they just – look, they have too many people that are hurt. They just don't have the personnel to to stop these guys. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a huge game. I think T.Y. Hilton is going to have another really nice game. I just – I don't see how the Texans can stop them on defense. I think the Colts are going to roll here. So, yeah, I, I would lay the points there. Surprising. I like it, though. Um, I mean, it just – to me, I just don't know – Who's still checked out mentally and who's not? Yeah. And that's a big, big factor, motivation. That's one thing that plays into the context of gambling, motivation. You don't use it so much early in the season, but you lo- you use it, one, whenever teams are completely eliminated. But you, once you say, okay, they've been eliminated, then two, you, whenever they've checked out just for the coaching staff, what are they to mm-hmm. play for? Uh, I'm not sure that, and I'm not saying that the Falcons maybe be playing for something, but at least they've, whenever their coaching staff changed, it seemed like they – they got better motivational-wise. I'm not sure that's the case with the Texans. I'm just so ready for this to be over. I'm ready to see what comes next. I'm ready to see the progression with Watson. Hopefully yep. it happens. I'm ready for him to to get another weapon. I'm done with this. I'm done with, with some, uh, uh, Crystal said she's just done with 2020. Um, I'm done with it from, from, from an outside of sports perspective, but also with what's going on here uh, locally with the Rockets, what's going on right now. Like I'm done with that. Like I'm done with the whole Harden thing. Let's move forward. Let's see what's going to happen. I want to, I want coach Silas to get his fair share. Same thing with, with the Astros. I want to see, you know, now that some of the guys are going to be gone, I want to see what the next step is. I want to see the next step with the Texans. It just, it, it's, it sucks what the position we're in right now. We're in, we're in a weird time right here in Houston sports. I hate to break it to you, but without a first or a second round pick, and they're <laughs> they're in they're in salary cap hell. Like I don't know if hope is really there. I mean, it, it's going to be a, a long rebuild. You what you said right there though is what the guy that comes in to to take over the Romeo spot, hopefully to take over the general manager spot, whatever. That guy is going to say the same thing as you whenever the, the contract comes out and they start talking about expectations. Like, hey, we expect this. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say the same thing. Yeah. Exactly what you said. Well, you know we don't have uh, – I don't have much to work with no. here. And you're giving me a, a team that lost. And you, J.J. probably won't be here, uh, from what I'm seeing, if they're smart. Not, yep. that, not that he deserves to be traded of anything. If anything, man, he – he personally, I, I would say as a competitor, yes, he deserves to be traded. Not so much that 
spending your entirety or, or the, the, the majority of your career with one team and then get traded late. But I think in his eyes, he's such a competitor that he he doesn't care about that right now. He wants to win. He, yeah. You saw his comments last week. He wants to win. It hurts him to lose more than anything in this world. It does. And I think a lot of Texans fans, too, are like, yeah, J.J., go go make a run. You know, try and get you a Super Bowl ring. You know, he's done great things for Houston. The Texans aren't going to the Super Bowl next year. You know, they're just not. They're not, they're not good enough. And even if you trade J.J., I think the best you would get is maybe a second-round pick for him, maybe a third, because there's only one year left on that deal. So Andy's making like – he's going to make like $17.5 million next year. So – Typically, you don't trade a high draft pick when you have to pay somebody a lot of money. 713-780-3776. Go ahead and unload your questions. Anything you have gambling. If you if you won a big bet yesterday and you want to boast a little bit, the phone lines are open for you. Before we move past this game, all you DFS people, I know that one of the highest owned running backs this week, there's four or five of them that are going to be over 20% owned. I'm not sure if you can fade them. What do you do with Jonathan Taylor this week? Man, I you know he'll be in my flexi column. And He's a borderline flexi because how do you not just start him every week now? You know, I don't even know if he counts as a, as a flex play because he's just a he's a must start running back. You, you roll with him. I, I know he's highly owned, so if you want to go contrarian, you know, maybe you take a shot on Naeem Hines. You know, and maybe it's a Hines game, and he he gets about nine touches. Yeah, still. and if you know if it, you get that, you know, depending on if you're DraftKings, you're getting the full PPR or, or not. Hines is more value, valuable to you in the full PPR. And let's remember, those pass-catching running backs, they kill the Texans. You know, guys like James White, they the wheel route, they, they kill the Texans with that stuff. So don't be surprised if Naeem Hines does something like that today. Let's move to this game within uh, a team within the division. And talking about stud running backs, Derrick Henry gets cool. to run all over the Detroit Lions. Yes, His, his par- prop, yard prop, is the highest I've, I think I've ever seen, 114. So if you if you were going to bet him, you have to bet that he's going to surpass 114 yards. Just straight off the top, you're thinking, damn, he has to have a hell of a <laughs> – one touchdown is minus 300. So you have to put 300 to 100 just if he, get, if he gets two touchdowns, you're only getting two to one, like one plus 180. So they're thinking for sure touchdown and uh, breaking 100 yards. W- would you make that bet? I, I don't think there's value there. Like, it's, it's not worth – putting my money in on that i'd rather just find see and you guys know when we do money on my mind i always have some type of weird off prop that people go what the hell are you looking at numbers to get that that kind of a prop i it's not valuable to me how about this is there value in this will he reach 2,000 yards rushing he needs 156 per game and he gets detroit he gets green bay and he gets houston can he get 2,000 averaging 156 per game what's yes Oh, it's probably plus 350, 400 now. For yes? Yes. Oh, I'd hit it, yeah. I think he'll go off for almost 200 against Houston. And you know what? That's interesting, Aaron, because with the Lions and the Texans, these are two teams that are playing for nothing. You make a lot of business decisions trying to tackle Derrick Henry when the games don't mean anything. And as much as the Texans the last few games have shored up the running defense because J.J., I think, put his foot in everybody's ass and was like, I cannot be the only one who wants to tackle a running back. I have a feeling when you get to that very last game, they're all going to go, 
That's a that is a giant eighteen wheeler with shoulder pads on. I'm not touching that dude. One, two, Let three, Cabo. Yeah, yeah. Well, you saw what <laughs> yeah. happened in that last game. Whenever he ran it in, remember they ran him in the Wildcat. You knew they were going to run the, yeah. the ball to end the game, and no one even got. No, <laughs> they just no one was in the vicinity. But yeah, okay. So at one fifty six times three, uh, slightly over what four sixty. Uh, if he goes for two hundred here, then he has to have split that other two sixty over two games. I think it'll be close, you know. I think Aaron might be onto something. Like I, I would bet against him getting 156 yards per game, but it wouldn't surprise me if, like Aaron said, he puts up like 200 against the Texans, and then he doesn't have to get 156 against everybody else. That's interesting. You can almost hedge yourself out of that. I don't have time right now in air to, to look at the numbers, but if you really put your numbers to that, you can find your way to hedge. Bet it yes now at plus whatever four five hundred whatever it's at. And then say he doesn't get it, then you can bet whatever. Or say he does get off to a good start, you can bet against him whenever he gets to the Texans saying, well, he's probably going to get it here. If he doesn't, I cover my bet. Either way, someone that's got to cover their ribs and hips and, and life, Matthew Stafford, yeah. things have changed within a week. The, the number was released, I believe, with him, the context of being out, double-digit spread. Now it's, it's quickly moved into inside nine, eight points, wherever it's at now. What do you feel about that? Do you think that he even finishes the game? What's the point of him finishing the game? We talk about Watson not being risking him. What's the mm-hmm. point of risking Stafford right now? It's him. He wants to play. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, he's making a ton of money. He wants to play. You got to respect that. But, man, you have to be worried if you're trying to bet the Detroit side of this game because he could leave it, you know, at any time and it wouldn't be surprising at all. I think. You know, DeAndre Swift is kind of interesting, right? It makes me like him a little bit more if Stafford's going to play. How about from the receiving group? Because we know that you can throw all over those Lions, and now they're missing Jeffrey Okuda, Desmond Trufant, both done for the year. Ever since that, I mean, they've allowed the seventh most, uh, seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback position, 26-7 to seven touchdown-interception ratio. Fire up your Titans receivers, right? I mean, you're starting A.J. Brown every week anyway, but Corey Davis kind of fell off. But, and he's been, but overall this year, he's been very strong. So I would expect him to, to have a nice game this week. How about Tannehill? Do you use him as a guy with a low floor, maybe in cash games, a guy that's thrown for multiple touchdowns in nine of the last 11 games? You know, we had somebody last week that asked, you know, Kyler Murray or Tannehill, and I, I think we said Tannehill. And sure enough, he had, um, what, almost 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. He, he does that almost every week. Last question here. Do the Titans get 30 points, something that they've hit in the last four games, facing the Detroit defense that's given up 30 in the last three? I don't see how they don't. I mean, they are terrible on defense. I mean, they're terrible. They can't stop the run. I don't see how Tennessee doesn't blow them out here. We might have to drop this on Money on My Mind coming up in 15 minutes. We've got plenty of games to get to. We've got plenty of your answers to, to, to get to because the phone lines are open for you. 713-780-3776. Feel free to tweet us at Moneyline975 or text us at that same number, 713-780-ESPN. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. SportsMapBets.com is live. Stay up to date with betting guides for this week's NFL and college football action. Or check out SportsMapBets research tools and keep the lead in your fantasy league. SportsMapBets.com has all the info you need to make the best play.
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's giveaway time here on ESPN 97.5. And check it out. If you're looking for something to do with the family, I've got just the occasion for you to attend. Check it out. Leave the Grump in 2020 and plan a visit to the Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. Win a spot for your family to unite with your favorite holiday grump to uncelebrate 2020 because we want to leave 2020 behind us. Caller 5 to 713-780-3776 wins a voucher for up to five people to see the Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. And yes, all the COVID safety precautions are taken on site. But again, if you want to get out this week, I know the kids are out of school. It's officially vacation time for the kids, and and you're wondering, what do we do? Go ahead and call right now, 713-780-3776. You win a voucher for up to five people and to see the Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. Five. Caller five. And again, 713-780-3776. I would take advantage of this. I'll probably be out there with my kids because it's something fantastic going on at the Woodlands Mall. You don't even have kids, and you you need to get out there. I do, man. I've been locked up in my house for too long. You know what's funny is you're talking about 2020. I got to think in recent memory, can you think of a, a New Year's Eve where people are going to be more excited to to ring in the new year than this year? You know what I mean? Like everybody's ready for 2021. I, it, but I mean, can you really even go anywhere on New Year's Eve? But what's even going to happen? Like it's not like at the the clock strikes 12 and then all of a sudden, you know, just I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Your face yeah. gets clear, you <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, you, you, the mask just falls off. Yeah, like you're wearing in in the, in the elastic bands just break off magically. Just ch- ch- you break out and everyone's sitting outside of their house singing. Uh, you know, imagine <laughs> that's. That, did I just go too far? But that, that, that's a dream of mine. That is a dream. You know what? But hopefully, right by the time we're sitting here next year, if we're lucky enough to do so, we'll have a normal, hopefully, football season that we've gone through. You know, at least there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? But I was thinking about that the other day. Like, man, people, I don't know if people have ever been more excited for, for New Year's than this year. I was thinking, you know, when someone has like a, you know, a big accent or something, they have to learn how to do certain things to learn how to walk. I was thinking, man, it's been so long since I shook a hand, yeah. you know, and I was real big on the way I shake hands. Everyone knows, like, he comes in a certain way. He does it. I'm thinking, I don't even know. I got, I might come in rusty and poke an eye or something. <laughs> you might stick with, with the bow. You know, I've been working that one in. <laughs> if you ever bow, if you ever bow at me and, and it didn't it didn't come after a touchdown, yes, then I don't know what to say. Let's get to another game before we get to money on my mind and flexi coming up at eleven a.m. And shout out to everyone that got in on that uh, giveaway again. Grinch's Grotto at the Woodlands Mall. Even if you didn't win, make your way out there. I'll be out there sometime this week. Yeah, absolutely, do it. Uh, let's talk about this this Jets Rams game a little bit. A lot of people asking about Cam Akers. I mean, I don't know how you get away from him after what – it seems like they really like him, and why not? If you watched him run against the Patriots, he looks like the real deal, man, and their offensive line is is pretty good. The, the only hesitation here is the one thing the Jets are not terrible at is, is they can defend the run a little bit. I still think you roll with Cam Akers in this spot. I don't know how you get away from him. The big thing is, is Cooper Cup and – and Bobby Trees, Robert Robert Woods, right? You kind of worry if they get up big, are they going to need to throw that's, against the Jets? And that's the question here. So there's two ways to play this. Okay, with Acres, we know that the Rams love to run the ball. Yep, that's they've been they've been running back by committee a, 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 a little bit of the to begin the season. As of late, though, 
53 touches in the last two games, over 100 snaps for Cam Akers. The second guy, seven touches. So we know that he's going to get it. We know it's his role. Now, do the Rams maybe throw a lot to start the game, knowing that this is one of the few games that Jared Goff isn't going to face pressure? He's, he's, you know, quarterback hits aren't going to be there. The Jets are going to allow him to be comfortable. One of the few times that you can allow him to be that, do they take that approach? And McVay says, this is one of my get-right mentally games for my quarterback and going into the playoff picture. That This is what I need him to be. I need to get him right, a little three-touchdown game. Or do you look at it the other opposite way, and they're thinking, we don't even need to risk golf. Let's just run it down their throats. Yeah, it, it's tempting, right? I don't know. I think you want to be firing on all cylinders. You know, you, you come out, you throw the ball around early, and then you seal the deal with, with, with running the ball late in the game. And, I mean, the point spread here is 17. I mean, you my skip. Lord. Because once it gets say, – say, say they're on track – Say they're on track at halftime, and then they're up by, you know, 9, 10 points, and then they open up that third quarter and they score another 10 points. Now they're up by 20, 18, whatever, 17, going into the fourth. Do they keep throwing the ball, or do they go back to that running back by committee at the same time? Do they keep running to Acres in a game that's not even close, or do they go ahead and give him some much-deserved rest going forward and go ahead and use these other guys in the 20-point game? There's a lot of aspects to this. Yeah. Do, you wanna, do, you, do you rely on getting all your points early? And that's that's what scares me. On the other side, though, you say someone's going to get it. No other team has allowed more points to the slot position as far as wide receiver points than the Jets since week eight. Well, then you got to think Cooper Cups in line for a great matchup here. As far as the, you know, if they're going to use Acres or some other guys late in the game, I just have a feeling that since Acres is just now taking on the role of their their main running back, that they want to. Get him comfortable with the playoffs, you know, coming. You know, like, yeah, he's young. You know, get him very comfortable in the offense. You know, get him plenty of work. And I think that's what how they're going to approach it here. That's just the way I see it. You want this guy in the flow. You want your offense firing on all cylinders as the the playoffs are coming up. So I think that's how they're going to play it. As far as the Jets, I mean, I don't want anybody on the Jets on my fantasy team. None. No, I don't. I don't want anything to do with them. I'll be giving a pick on this game next segment. Actually, I don't. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with them or this game in particular because I don't know what the mentality of the Rams is after opening up this spread and knowing there's no there's no comeback here. I don't think we're gonna get backdoored. Let's just get out of here in one piece. Or is it like you said, Cam Cam Akers is is on a roll. Let's get him his touches. He's a young guy. Let's get this going. I'm not sure what to think of this game. I'm gonna pass. They should be pretty rested, right? Because the last time we saw them was the Thursday night game against the Patriots. So, you know, they've had kind of a little mini bye week here, having played on Thursday last week. So they should be they should be ready to go here, the, the Rams. And it, it, it's more than a mini bye week because the way that game played out. Yeah. Basically, you know, they that, that it didn't really take them much out of them outside that first quarter and a half where at one point or another – the Patriots were driving, and then a couple of stall drives, a couple of turnovers, and then it was just cruising on in. But that cruising ended up being break runs broken into the second and third level by Acres. I mean, they were just blowing the Patriots off the ball. I mean, it, I was wow. But also remembered, I was worried that you know something would have happened like the Super Bowl. But Cooper Cup is the key. Jared Goff is so much better when he has Cooper Cup. I think that's the big difference. That's why. They were very successful last week, and I think it's going to continue. I, 
you know, it's funny. Look, Jared Goff is actually, he's not great, but you at least feel good about the direction of the Rams. Where Carson Wentz, you're like, ugh, I don't feel good at all about the direction of the Eagles. If you're contemplating right now on whether starting Cooper Cup as far as DFS, um, you, you better hope he gets it early in case yeah. this does open up. But at the same time, everything points to success. Check this out. No other team runs a, a man higher than the Jets. And what does Cup do? He dominates. He has a 34% target share against man coverage, and he's top five in the league in slot targets. Everything leads to, to funneling to him, or does it, do they get beat over the top? The Jets also allow the fifth most 20-plus yard completions. Is it Woods, Reynolds? Who is it? No, I think – you have to. It's the playoffs, right? Or unless you're doing daily playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. You, you got to start Cup. You got to start Robert Woods, especially in man. All those little in breaking routes. They're gonna they're gonna pick up first downs all day long. Any game you want to get to before we get to the break? Any? Yeah, let's do this this Tampa game right here. I, I, real quickly, let's Tom Brady playing Atlanta. We know Matt Ryan doesn't have Julio. He's typically awful when Julio doesn't play. So. You have to have a little bit of a concern here, you know, about Matt Ryan. I, he's been mostly bad this second half of the year. I don't think you don't want to really start Matt Ryan anyway. I think Calvin Ridley's a guy where you, you just have to start him, you know, because the Bucks can be good at limiting your number one receiver, but overall you can throw on on Tampa. So I, I think you can't get away from Calvin Ridley. You start him this week, and. Leonard Fournette's the big story with with the Bucks this week, right? What what do we do with Fournette? Is he going to get the full workload? Is is he a good value in in daily fantasy? It's funny to me because last week he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. So then all of a sudden Byron Leftwich comes out this week and says this about Leonard Fournette: He's been great. He's been here all week putting in work. He's been working since he got here. It's great to have guys like this you can lean on, especially with all these guys missing. What happened last week? You know, that's that's just beefing up his uh, his morale. It is. It, it concerns you because one of the tackles on the team talked about, you know, yeah, we're going to miss Ronald Jones, but, you know, we have a great group of, of running backs and we'll be just fine. So in, I'm, I would assume LaShawn McCoy is going to get the third down work. You know, that's, that's my guess. Yeah. That's my guess here. But I don't know. It sounds like the tackle was making it – you know, maybe it's a committee this week. So, you know, we always talk about don't be too cute. Fournette, you know this about Fournette. He's a guy that could fumble in the first quarter and they could bench him for the rest of the game, or he could have 150 yards and two touchdowns today. In the DFS world, Leonard Fournette will be owned over 25%. The highest owned guys is going to be Fournette. It's going to be Henry. It's going to be um, Kamara. Those oh, are the yeah. three guys that are going to be highly owned. Coming up next, it's Money on My Mind. It's Josh getting flexy. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Well, hello. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 